Hello. Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. How's it going? Pretty good. <laughs> Merlin, man. You know what? It's been it's been a long time. You ready? I'm gonna give it to you. Good. You ready? Sure. John. Ah! <laughs> Yay! I had to do that a little bit. They call it off mic. Oh uh, no, that's good. That's exactly right. You're learning. You're learning good mic technique. I was gonna ask you about that. Um, <laughs> do you consider yourself someone with good mic skills? Absolutely. Hmm. I mean, you can't sing into microphones for 20 years without learning something. Hmm. You bring about, you bring something different, different place. You got an SM57 that smells like a butt. That's going to be different than a sure sure Heil, sure Sieg Heil uh, 5418 or whatever. <laughs> yeah, sure Sieg Heil uh, 5418 is a that's a terrible mic. Yeah, at least Hitler made the microphones run on time. He really did. Those are the Germans make great microphones. <laughs> then, but they, I, but, then they put them up their butt. But as you know, as you know, oh my God, all my things are bleeping at once here i sent you i sent you three different kinds of messages i apologize that's okay that's typical of you i have 700 skype invitations oh no 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 no, 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 no. no. ical invitations to skyping oh see that's that's me too yeah i, I know it is yeah because it has your name right at the top of it should i start over <laughs> you should not <laughs> you just if you want i'll delete all those we can start over <laughs> i don't want i don't want them i'm trying to keep my inbox at zero and you are Adding things to my inbox. So the Germans make a good mic. Yeah. The, uh, the thing about sure microphones that smell <laughs> like the bottom of the ocean is that, you know, that's how you know that you're in, that's how you know you're in a hell of a club, mm-hmm. uh, a, a real rock club, when, when you know they have never sanitized their microphones. Can you and do that? I mean, it seems like, like if, low tide. It seems to me that a man, a man of uh, of your status, with the kind of money you've got, if you were going to start a club, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if they would serve alcohol or you would just My give status, them- yeah. Yeah, high status, absolutely. High status guy, big, yeah. big, big, big clout. Mm-hmm. 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 Would you would you sanitize your mics? I personally would. There's a club in Denver called the Lions Lair, which the first time I played there, it was promoted to me by everyone as like a legendary place. You have to play the Lions Lair. It's a legendary place, and we arrived at the Lions Lair, and it was legendarily abysmal. It was <laughs> it was a club. <laughs> It was a club, kind of like the one that you took us to recently in San Francisco, where the smell, like the smell of fresh paint mixed with bleach, mixed Mm -hmm. with like hepatitis, mixed with hepatitis C. Hepatitis C. That's that one known as Judd kind. That's the one known as Judd kind. Really bad. Mm -hmm. Yuck smell. Smells like Judd. So you walk in there and you're like, oh, right, I wouldn't come into this place to get change for a dollar, but I'm playing here tonight. <laughs> I'm drinking out of their glasses. <laughs> and the microphones, so the guy that's setting up the PA, he's like, yeah, we got three mics. You, you decide where you want them. You know, like by way of saying, we're not miking any of your instruments. We have three microphones. Are you talking about the place you played? Yeah, Lions Lair. We played there multiple times. Oh, because- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But that wasn't that was not your experience in San Francisco. Though. That place is good. No, right? no, no. The Great American Music Hall is one of the finest clubs in the world. I just want to clarify. Okay, this Lions, place, sorry. The, Lion, the Lions Lair in Denver, however, mm-hmm. is not on the list of the finest clubs in the world. And in fact, the microphone that they gave me, this is the best mic they had because I am the lead vocalist. And of course, you are going to give the best mic you have to the lead vocalist. Mm-hmm. The microphone was a covered with rust. <laughs> <laughs> and B actually had been thrown to the floor in a in a punk rock rage so many times that it it had sharp cutting blades on it where where the where the mic had broken and someone had put it back together with a hammer. The first time the screen the screen had shards. 
Yeah, the first time I touched it with my lips, I was like, oh, that just cut me. And I'm just I'm just doing a sound check. Like I need to go get a tetanus shot now. Well that's the like the like, v- isn't it like the Viet Cong where you put we put poop on the stick? And then when they when they when they when the when the trap hits stick. the yeah. poongy stick and then the poop on the stick gives you an infection, right? Yeah, this is how the lion's lair is spreading their brand of punk rock around America. That's so anyway, I, I ended up playing there four or five times over the years because every time someone says the lion's lair, I go, Oh, yeah, I've had such a good time there. Legendary club. And would you, I, would you consider bringing your own? Would you consider uh, bringing your own? Some some guys bring their fancy ribbon mic or whatever in a special box. Would you do that? Here's what happens. Here's what happens when you bring your own mic. You leave it at oh. the club because it's the last thing you're thinking of when you leave. Unless you have your own sound man. If you're if you have your own sound man, he's got mics. But if like I carried around a mic like in in the pocket of my jacket for a tour, like here's my mic, and I left it behind like three different times and. Finally, frankly, quite frankly, this is going to sound terrible, but I left it at the Bowery Ballroom, another of the greatest clubs in the world, and it had my name written on it. But when I called them, they were like, oh, yeah, we don't know, don't know where it went. Mm-hmm. And that was like, oh, come on, really? Yeah. They're, they're not hiring out of the Ivy Leagues for that kind of thing, are they? I mean, well, the, kind, the, kind of, the kind of folks... Listen. You're yeah. not going to get you're not going to coax me on on this podcast to say one bad word about the glorious and honorary or honorable guild of sound engineers, roadies and technicians who make the clubs of America resonate like giant cellos. Yeah. They are a, they are a glorious cast. It's kind of like taunting your proctologist. <laughs> exactly. I am never going to say a terrible thing about the about that army of men and women dressed all in black. With, with super leather, with, super high <laughs> with leatherman uh uh multi-tools on their belts and, and a beeper <laughs> and uh and large flashlights or small flashlights they have I a do. tiny one too they got the tiny little um what, what are the black ones you got one of those giant those uh the mag, mag lights. lights you got a little mag light and you got that in a holster right well and the real pros have have tiny mag lights with red lenses on them so that they can be on stage with their mag light and not disrupt the the show uh-huh. with a with a with a distracting white light that has a red light so that they're it's like it's basically special forces stuff that those guys use I, you know I, I, military grade I, I i i you know i don't like to direct the show but i i have a even you've played a thousand times more rock shows than i have in a million years but even with my very modest amount of experience i must tell you playing with exactly the same setup at exactly the same club, God bless it, it sounded completely different every night mm-hmm. with the same sound man, you know? If the guy, if the guy who ran the club, a guy I, play, I played, two guys that I played in bands with own this over time, technically four guys, but, but if they ran the board, you're in good shape because they kind of cared. But their yeah. pal, who was real goofy, would do it. And I, I was always struck, and when we played a couple times out of town, I was always blown away that it could sound so so very very different i understand a room being different yeah. but but it, it it seems like you know like if you ran a restaurant and you were kind of confused about where the stove was yeah well here's a here's pro tip okay don't don't let the goofy guy do the sound what about I mean, what about uh colton's taciturn guy is he is he just hauling gear and doing merch or, or, or he's... oh no john colton's sound man john carter is uh he is a uh, the consummate uh Rock and roll professional. He the, the has young played... man, the young man I met and parried with in the in the hotel lobby. That's that's uh, that's a different fella. No, no, no. He's uh, he's he's John Jonathan Colton's Yale educated merch lackey. 
Uh, no, uh, John, <laughs> that's the, an old that's an old world craft, by the way. Uh, John Jonathan Colton's uh, sound man is uh, you know has work. He he was he was that, uh, was that the he, handsome guy with the dark hair. Well, I'm not here to judge a man's I'm sorry, relative please, attractiveness. Please continue. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, but he is uh, he he was on you know he did sound for the opener on the Michael Jackson Bad tour. Like uh, he's he this guy's been around. John Carter is a is a is a sword wielder, mm-hmm. as we say. Actually, that's not anything anybody steel, says. Still, gray eyes. Yeah. Um, the the here's here's another thing about microphones, and you know I I don't like to literally sicken our listeners, but we're talking we're both talking into microphones right now. So yeah, but this it, microphone, it, it, as disgusting as my fun. office is, this this is a single use microphone that has never seen anything worse than my well, mouth. Wait a minute. Now, I, wait a minute. These, by single use microphone, do you mean yeah. you do one podcast and throw it away? Oh, absolutely! And then you get another. Oh, you, you have a dispenser there it's in the a, office, where you're like kudunk. Right. Then, it's like a it's like a, a toilet paper or a fast lady. You mm. just move on, right? Mm. No, fast. I mean no offense. I don't want to work ping pong, but um, the, you know the, the SM57 that that it, it's a workhorse, right? The, and I, you know the things SM57s. It seems to me are everywhere because they're inexpensive, used well. You can use them for most like all kinds of different things. If you lost every other mic in the world, you could still build a house. With with an SM57 all day, and you could mic a kick kick drum, and you could get by with it as a vocal mic, right? Mm. You could you could you, you right. I mean, you've you've done good shows singing into an SM57, right? I don't want to do a show that where we're where we are we are advertising for sure SM57s because. Well, but I'm but I, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm angling for a sponsorship. I want that company to pony up. Oh. And here we are singing the praises of the SM57 and what a punk rock mic it is. Well, I'm going I'm to take it another direction if you don't mind. All right, please do. Because here's the thing. You walk onto stage most places, <laughs> and there's this this rats, uh, this, uh, what do you call it, a rat king of, of uh, what do you call them, X- XLRs? You see like a bunch of XLRs, because they probably can't afford a snake. you got mm. a bunch of long XLRs in coils, and everybody's got a special way they like to coil the thing. Don't touch the, don't touch the coils. And then you see this pile of SM57s on the floor in front of where the kick drum would be. Because that's, you know, they wanted to get home and get back to more marijuana. You are describing the experience of a, of a young up-and-coming band in Florida. We, were never, we never got up or came. <laughs> we, were, we, were down, we were down and not coming. It has been a long time since I played in a club where I walked on the stage and there was just a pile, a, like a pile of cigar butts, a pile of SM57s stacked in front of a kick drum. Uh-huh. It's been a long time. Because but do they I'm, keep it in a plastic box, or how does I'm that work? A, I'm, in a prof- I'm a professional rock musician, and when I show up to a club, yes. there's like there's a selection of nice microphones mm-hmm. that are being that are being mastered by the commander, the master and commander, <laughs> on the stage who is directing his sailors <laughs> and midshipmen up the rigging. <laughs> He's pointing the semen in all the right directions to prepare the prepare the stage for my show. My for Mr. Mister Roderick, who has right. I, I'm, I don't know if you have. I'd like to talk about riders at some point. Do you have a dignity rider, or is that just something that's understood? I have a rider, but here's the thing about riders: mm-hmm. a lot of young bands make the mistake of thinking that oh shit, put anything you want on a rider, put three thousand dollars worth of sushi on the rider, <laughs> and then uh, what you don't realize is that they're taking that money out of the money they would otherwise pay you. It's recoupable. Well, right, yeah, immediately recoupable. So, so uh, don't uh, my my rider is fairly simple because I would rather have the money uh, than have somebody charge me seven dollars for a Gatorade. Right. So when when you uh, when you rose and came just a little bit, you probably no. See, I'm guessing you did. I could see you though putting clawfoot bathtub on there, 
And then mm, one time, mm. you know, fool me once, Claude. Oh, some of me. that stuff, right? Like if you're, if you say, for instance, if you say we need a shower, they're not going to charge you for that unless right. they're really unscrupulous. Well, um, the, the, the other part of this, and again, you, you have to tell me if this is a real world experience, but bringing your own mic, mm. um, now having your own sound guy, I could see that being, you know, whatever, it might be not that cool with that. But when you bring your own mic or you have a big writer, does, does that also peg you as, as trouble? No, no, no. Bring your own sound guy and your own gear. Everybody loves that. Except one time in Minneapolis, we played a club where the sound guy, we had our own sound guy, and the sound guy did the sound. And then at the end of the night, the house sound guy came out and pitched a fit, like a screaming fit. That the that our sound guy had not zeroed out the board, which is to say, mm-hmm. he had not pushed all the faders back down to zero. Mm-hmm. This is a thing that you can do yourself. It is a thing that you could hire a you could have a cat do. You know, hey, what do I mean? you tear you, off the masking tape, pull everything down, reset all the little things to zero. You start over. You un, un, unhit all the buttons. You start yeah. from zero. Reset. Start from zero. Zero out. Reset. It's a lot of work. And so we're standing around. It's really not a lot of work. Okay. In, fact, in fact, it is a it is a minuscule amount of work. And if you are obsessive compulsive like me, there is nothing you like better than Z- to zero, zero out. out. Okay. Because you sit there and you're like zero, zero, zero. Do you actually know if it's work, or you just assume it's not work? Well, I mean, everything is everything that isn't sleeping is work. But that's, true. that's a good point. But this is a thing, like. We're standing around after the show. Uh, the audience is gone. We're like loading up our final guitars into the van. And the house sound guy comes over and looks at his board, which is not zeroed out. And he really, he started screaming. Oh, not zeroing out when you're done. Not zeroing out when you're done. Oh, yeah. I see. He starts screaming. I, I understand. And he's, scre- he's screaming things at us like, I'm a professional sound man. I've played, I have done sound at sold out shows. Sold out shows. <laughs> And no one has ever not zeroed out the board. Sold out shows. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, this, in fact, tonight's show was sold out. And uh, what are you talking about? Why are you screaming? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> and he's stomping around. It's like, hey, man, it's, okay. it's, uh, it's fine. We, we'll zero out your board. Or, or is, that not- like, is that like not cleaning off his dead rubber girl? It's like it would be like re- returning her sticky. Well, in fact, it is not. Like nothing. There is nothing equivalent to how small a, a deal this is. It's like it's like somebody saying it's like somebody coming out of the bathroom and saying, I told you to turn the light off when you <laughs> left the bathroom and I went in there and the light was on. <laughs> like, oh sorry, the light was on. Sorry. No! I told you <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> and in fact is I didn't tell you, you should have just known. <laughs> All right, okay, sorry. We'll we'll never do it again because we won't come back here. Well, yeah, my, my experience was extremely different because, as I say, we were, there were no smaller potatoes. We were fingerling potatoes in, in the rock ecosystem. But the weird thing about living where we lived is we did get the entirely inappropriate opportunity to open for a lot of amazing bands because you play for cheap. And sure. really, you, as, our, as our friend Alex Weiss, the promoter used to say, it's, it's, uh, it's good exposure. And, you know, whatever, which basically means he didn't want to pay you because he had to pay. It's great to be a big fish in a small pond or even mm-hmm. a small fish in a small pond. It's nice to be a fish, no question. I talked to a, a, a woman who was, I, I was on a panel one time at the Experience Music Project here in Seattle, mm-hmm. the EMP. Uh, and it was a panel on groupies in, in rock and roll. 
And I was the only man on the bill, uh, or on the on the panel, and also the only musician. Bill, <clears throat> by the way, Bill Bill is a phallocentric name. Right. I'm sorry. I was the only man on the bill or uh, Janet Deus. Yeah, <laughs> on the Deus. On the uh, yeah, at the table, at the head table. Oh boy, head, head table. Yeah, nice head table. I'm sorry. You're yeah. so you're so deep inside the fellow centrist, <laughs> and you really can't even think you can't erection your way out. I was I was the only man on the vagina. Okay, thank you. Spell with and, a Y. And uh, the 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 woman who was the chair of the event was a uh, feminist writer from Olympia, from the from um, the uh, the hippie college there, Evergreen College. And uh, she had a she had uh, she'd kind of stacked the panel with uh, with women who were rock writers, who all kind of shared her view that being a groupie was a um, was like a, a, the almost the worst thing a woman could do, and not only terrible for her, but it also degraded women all across the world. Like to to love a band and follow a band and to be like the girlfriend of uh, rock musicians was a kind of debasement that um, that left a lasting scar on women everywhere. And then on this panel of all these kind of very serious-minded young writers, there was a woman who was now 55 years old who had written a book about her 25 years as a rock groupie. And she started off her presentation by saying, you know, I was 14 years old and I was walking down the street in my hometown of San Antonio, Texas. It's not Pamela DeBarge. No, it's not Pamela DeBarge. Because this is, this is the point of her story. She lived in San Antonio. And so all the big bands came through San Antonio. But there <clears throat> was no competition in San Antonio to be like the hot rock girl. right? You, it's not like in L.A. where there's 2,500 uh models kind of standing there trying to talk to the band in san antonio she had no competition she and her little group of friends but anyway she her story begins she's like walking down the street 14 years old and a and a white limo pulls up it's 1973 and the door opens and it's rod stewart and he's like hey you know climb in because <laughs> he's from england <laughs> hello i'm from england climb into the car i used a- to be from scotland governor <laughs> you know i'm a rock star Come on. Look at me hair. I'll give you some of these drinks. And she climbs into the car and so begins like a 15-year odyssey for her, starting, admittedly, pretty young. But she 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 dated Iggy Pop for three years. She uh, traveled around the world. She's been everywhere up and down. And she said it was the greatest experience of her life. And, and she wouldn't give back a second of it. And she and I became fast friends on this panel because we were surrounded by all these very serious ladies. You know, you know a us, strong lead. <laughs> I do. I was like, I'm with you, chicky baby. You are pre-qualified, madam. These other these other women up here in their special underwear with their with their mean sticks aren't going to. They're not going to take the fun out of this for me. <laughs> and actually, she said from the from the day she was like, "You're my kind of rock star." If I was 20 years younger, and I was like, "Baby, you don't have to be 20 years younger." I think we got a special connection right now. You want to do it just right here on the table? Oh God! We really it was not. We did this. This panel went off the did rails. It feel, did it feel? Did it feel like there were sides being taken at some point? Oh my God! Absolutely. Well, the woman. What I found later was the the we were getting questions from the audience, and a lot of the questions from the audience were really political really like hyper 
overthought fourth generation feminist theory being thrown at us. I don't think a lot of groupies are going to come to that. They got other places to be. Well, who knows who goes to these pop conferences, honestly. But mm-hmm. but anyway, I found later that the woman who had chaired the panel, who had select, hand selected me for this thing, I mean, I, she's she's somebody mm-hmm. I respect as a writer, but she was calling on girls in the crowd whom she knew uh, who who were her students in the class she taught. So she's calling, she's hand picking the people that she's calling on to ask questions. Um, because people were raising their hands and wanting to ask questions, and she's picking these people. And I was just like, wow, this is amazing. This crowd is really hostile. And they're all asking me how I feel about mind raping the youth of America. And I'm like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm mind raping anybody. You know, just, well, maybe mind raping a few people. Mm-hmm. But come on, who doesn't? Hmm. Anyway, so it was, it was a little bit of the deck was stacked against, uh, against those of us who believe that, that uh, sex is not really that... Um, that big of a deal. Stacked. Yeah. Uh, no, no, wait, no. I, find the ping pong. I, I would love to close this thread as soon as possible. Yeah, but I know me too. <laughs> was this was this was this the lady who misspelled feminism? Uh no, that was that was Bust. The, was that Bust that magazine? Was, that was the cover, I think, of uh of Bust, right? Of Bust, yeah. Right. How, how feminesium. That, feminesium. <laughs> right. That's Which the, I still I still have a little jar of feminesium here in my office. In case well, any feminists come in in the middle of the night, I can wave the feminesium at them. And... <laughs> it repels their mean sticks. <laughs> They're like, ah! That's, my mean stick is melting! That's a stick spell with a Y, by the way. Did you notice I just used a kind of witch voice from The Wizard of Oz to describe feminists? Wow, 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 that's wow. So, that's so ping pong. I think you're going to get a note about that from Cough Button Boy. A lot. I'm going to get a lot of angry mail. Yeah. Hmm. Because I think a, I think a lot of our listeners are feminists. Yes, as you and I are. I I, I, I agree. But the thing about feminism it is it's, it's a big tent. It's a big tent, and so it, you're saying and they're it, heavy. There's there's room in there for for oh. all of us with different, different <laughs> viewpoints and different uh, different uh-huh. uh, body positions, mass indexes, positions, um, different positions, yeah. different different costumes. A lot, a lot of the positions are stacked. Uh, it's a, let's, it's a, move it's a, let's move on. Uh, feminesium. <laughs> do you have a do you have a three by five card lying around that you can pick up and just? If you like, just, I can read you everything I have on three by five cards at this point. If it would be useful. God, I don't know if it, I think that would be bad. Okay, I got. I got. Do you, do you want me to just real quickly? Yeah, go ahead. No, I mean that doesn't really. Oh, I'd like to hear it. Okay, I got lions lair, mm-hmm. uh, groupies. Uh, we got to talk about cough buttons, white limos. I got a big problem with white limos. Feminesium. Oh, I'm a uh, fan of the white limo. Uh, okay, you know what? <clears throat> I'm going to make a small star next to that. Uh-huh. Uh, would you cheat on Laurie Anderson? And hmm. why is there never room for middle ground in an argument? I also have other things. I'd like to get back to Shures, but I think we've already moved on. Yeah, I also, I, uh, I also want to tell you. I also want to tell you my Ween story at some point. It doesn't have to be today. Ween, you know, Ween just recently broke up. I know it makes me sad. Yeah, that guy's, that guy's first, a hell of a guitar player. I was one of the first people to know about it because uh, I was on Twitter in the middle of the night, and Aaron Aaron had that inscrutable toot. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, "Hey, look at that! I'm here. I am. I'm right at the front of the bow of this boat of knowing." Well, I don't. I don't want to upset uh, feminists or Ween. Yeah, uh, but if you. If you were going to end a, a mostly, I don't say stalled, but let's say it slowed down a lot. If you, if you had a slowed down career with a very popular cult band, would yeah. you move directly to a Rob McEwen cover album? Personally. No, I personally would not. But then I am not a fan of the we're breaking up now after nobody what's cares the point? about us. Well, yeah. no, but what's the, what's the point in general? You I know don't what think I mean? there is a point. I don't think R.E.M. should have broken up. I think you just stop 
putting out records. And I mean, if you can't handle the occasional fan letter going, when's your next record? You know, and I, I hope I'm not giving away too much. I hope but now I'm not going to get a bunch of tweets from people who are like, did you break up the long winners and you're just not telling us? That's like, that's, that's, like that's, up the, that's like breaking up the, an angry audience at a stadium. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to leave once they can find the door. Yeah, right. Now, with all respect. Do, sure, you have a, do, you have a band? do you have a band at this point? Me, personally? Well, I mean, besides you personally. Are there other people? Do you have people that play instruments on a regular <laughs> basis? Or do you do that thing? Me, personally? My well, band? Me? Well, <laughs> uh, I'm just imagining you like like the guy in Mary Poppins, where you got like symbols between your knees. <laughs> One man band. And a, a kick drum on my back with a couple <laughs> Our of... skin like, is cinnamon. <laughs> uh, in fact, I do have a band. And the hmm. thing about my band is that they're young. They're very talented. They're easy, very easy, to push, easy to push around. No, 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 no. That's not it at all. Okay, sorry. My but bad. they're... What the hell was that? <laughs> shrimp, shrimp salad. <laughs> did, did, <laughs> did you just let the air out of the pneumatic suspension of your desk chair or something? I'm like Baron, uh, Baron Harkunin. I, I do this kind of, I have open sores and I float and I occasionally make a hissing noise. <laughs> I, you know, John, I might have a fissure. I'm going to write that down. I wish down. I had a cough button. I just coughed right in the microphone. Well, he's getting mad about that cough button, isn't he? He sure is. Well, he's a, he's he says a, he's going to buy, he's he's gonna buy us. Cough. I've never seen an actual cough button. Should we should we mention this? We should we should no we should we should no no no, no. Well, it, it'll just be another of the inscrutable like in jokes that we, we have. We have a fr- we have a friend a friend of the show in a band who wouldn't you say that he is? I want to say picky about sound, but he's a man with really good ears, and he's you know you can hear it in the production, right? Don't you think? Oh, he's a he's a legendary person. He really is uh, one of the greats. One of my heroes. I think yeah. one of the all time greats. This this uh, this listener, this podcast listener. Uh, definitely, definitely in the pantheon of all-time greats. Mm-hmm. But he is offended mm-hmm. by a great many things. Yeah. But one of those things is that I uh, sometimes am phlegmy. I'm a, I'm a sniffer. I'm a sniffer, and you're a hawker. Yeah, you sniff. I and I. Everyone. I'm trying. Sorry. Do you know how I'm throat. not sniffing? I'm trying. I'm consciously. I'm mindfully sitting here, and I'm trying not to sniff. You hear I, I, how my I, nose is stuffed up, and I'm still not sniffing. I approve of that. I have a friend here in Seattle who, who thinks that. His post nasal drip is like such a medical condition that it excuses him from sitting at a white tie dinner and going. Yeah. Like, he is repulsive. You gotta take I, you gotta take that person aside. I want to hit him with a bat. No, I've taken him aside a, a dozen times, and he's like, "I have a medical condition." <laughs> no, you're I'm just like, a no, dick. You don't you? You just have snot in your nose, and you yeah. nobody ever taught you the. Why don't you? You, you know what you do? You grab a Kleenex and you blow your nose like a gentleman. You move on. And you you know what? You leave the table. This is one of the many things. I would say there's at least a handful of things that must never be done at the table. You must not speak on your phone at the table. You should leave, you should leave vision. Like, do you remember when we, we, when Step we, into the ante room. Well, when we had our last fancy dinner and I needed to talk to my lady, I, I would need to make Did a phone go? call. I left. You, do you remember you I left? I remember. Do you remember that creepy couple? Well, I didn't think they were that creepy. Oh, everybody agreed. I mean, they were pretty creepy. They were super creepy. And she looked like Minnie Mouse and he was real small. Well, I mean, it's San Francisco. Yeah. Right. People were asking me when we were down at, because she, we she just had a broad, recently, a broad feminist platform. We just recently played in San Francisco, and people were saying to me, like, wow, that's a really, uh, that was a really weird crowd, like a really, like, intensely weird group of people at that show. Really? And I said, it's San Francisco. People, that's where weird people go. They, well, I mean, not to talk specifics here, but it, that, that, if that, if that would have to have been your first Jonathan Colton show, because that is easily the least weird audience I have ever seen at anything where Jonathan Colton is in the building. Well, he he is definitely uh, moving away from He's the weird. He's taking a turn. Yeah, but but the you know but the 
there's a, there's weird. There's are there, weird pe- are there people, weird. John? If you, if you, in as much as you can say, are there people who come to the shows uh, dressed up as nemeses? We shouldn't talk about music. I don't. I'm not sure you could. I'm not sure I could look at someone and tell that they were dressed as a nemesis. Maybe they'd be holding a tiny little iPhone. Um, here's the thing. But in any case, yes, mucus. Well, first of all, you need to get up from the table if you're going to take a phone call. You got. In fact, you, you need to, you need to go stand out on the sidewalk or at least in the in the antechamber. Do you have an of, opinion on using? Like, it seems to me like both. You know, of I us... have an opinion on it. I don't know what okay. you. I don't even know what you're talking about. But okay. yes, I have an opinion. Well. My friend Scott Simpson uh, had a had a toot about this. Uh, I've heard. Okay, I mean I'm not familiar with his work, but he had a toot about this a while back that affected me deeply. Yes. And in uh, paraphrasing, uh, he said something along the lines of, I-, "I will judge whether you are a bad person based on whether you use you, you type on your phone at the table, something like that." Mm. And I don't know. I mean, that's a thing now that people do. And I, I really, I kind of, let me put it this way. Here's my, here's my stand on this. I try really hard to not do that until after the entree has arrived. Mm, if and you're, then if you, you get your phone out and start <clears throat> start taking pictures of it and tweeting it. Oh no! Oh, you mean like a, a, my dessert with one bite out of it? It's so nummy numb. <laughs> Oblique. This is <clears throat> this is uh, this is I think a you're, call, you're coughing a lot, John. Do you have a button I, over I, there I that you can use? John's going to get all pissed. You, anyway, our friend wants me to get a button. He wants both. I, can, I think he's going to send us two deluxe cough buttons. Two cough buttons that we can push them to mute our feed so that we can clear our throats in safety mm-hmm. without offending people's delicate ears with the sound of our head our head uh, congestion does he also i got i got the sense that he's real sensitive about the ping pong talk does he want us to mute that as well well <clears throat> so he is coughed, a, member he of, a little there he's a he's a member of the generation that includes yours and mine yeah but is a little bit uh, a little bit earlier he's a little he's a little older than us not by much no but just enough he looks that- he looks a lot older yeah. Oh no, he does not. No, no he's a he's a he's a very he's handsome a very man. handsome man. Yeah. But anyway, he's he uh, he's a little bit older than us, and so I think he feels like he was really in the trenches more than we were uh, uh, in, in terms of uh, sort of the late latter part of the civil rights movement, yes. latter part of the, the 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 third generation feminism, the real mm-hmm. heart of it, oh, all that kind of eighties fe- feeling that you know that we are fighting for, we are fighting. To change the language and the thinking. Well, you want to get on the right team. You want to get on the right team, and I think he he he's just a little bit older than us, and so although he can be he can be ironic about those things, he also still feels like those battles are important, and we need to we need to be waging them kind of at all times. We need to be vigilant over our language and vigilant over our thought. And he's not. Uh, uh, you and I are just a little bit uh, more in the camp of. You know, uh, uh, people of other races uh, should be uh, sent back to their countries right. where they came from. And, that would make uh, a lot of them a lot happier. It's a Marcus Garvey type situation. Exactly. Yes. You go, back, go back to Liberia and start a whole new nation. Yeah, I mean, it's, or, it's uh, right in the name, freedom. Freedom. Liberia. Liberia. Lib, which is Latin for... Mm-hmm. For for fun times, you have to send women back to the one with the Y in the name. Li- well, Liberia. I think just if women just kind of understood, like yes. uh, they can't have it all. No, and uh, part of not having it all I'm is. I'm still not sure what it is. Well, that's I'm I'm about to describe it. I'm about to define oh, it. Okay. You can't have it. It's it. what it is. Okay, and you should stop complaining. Whatever it is, whatever you should it stop is. complaining because your shrill, high pitched voices <laughs> are keeping, from being able to. That's two. Okay, <laughs> to I know. 
Daddy needs time to think in quiet. He had that song, uh, You and Your Ping Pong Friends. I don't know if you remember that. I do. I sent him some lyrics. <laughs> I, some I saw that. Lyrics. I saw that. That's one of my, this is the best email thread I've had this week. Because uh, you used two, two of my three favorite, uh, nobody should use that words. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, uh, we opened for the Mekons. Uh, we opened for Ween. And the time we opened for Ween, you know, because uh, there's, there's, we weren't even on the totem pole. We, yeah. we, were like, we were like in the park. You were in, local openers. We were local openers. That's you got a right. hundred bucks for the show. Mm, maybe F- fifty bucks. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you get. No, and you know who cares? Like we all local had jobs. It was just. It was an honor, really, truly. I mean, in retrospect, I mean, uh, you know, I'm in my twenties and opening for these bands that are, you know, like. Well, like more heroes. importantly, now you're in your forties and you're still talking about it. So that's well, why. like the like the poster children. Like, uh, is that gonna? I mean, that wouldn't have happened if I wasn't living in this cow town. Mm-hmm. But but anyway, you know what's a dumb story? That's a dumb Meek story. Dogs. No, it's a dumb story. Yeah, Meek I gave dogs. I gave them a present, which is creepy. You shouldn't give people presents when they're on tour because they they got to either pack it or throw throw it away. They'll throw it away. Sure, they're English, but I mean that's, that's well. Awkward. Now this this is an interesting thread uh, that I that I just had uh, not re- not not very long ago, uh, which is that if someone gives you something when you're on tour, mm-hmm. a fan gives you something, particularly something they made, either a food item or a piece of fan art, yeah, like a wicker chair, or a wicker chair, or like a like something cast iron that they made in their forge. <laughs> if a fan gives you something on tour, fan forge, <laughs> you cannot throw it away. It oh, is, is that kind, that's the, okay? It's probably, it is, it's probably bad luck. It's I think it's extremely bad luck, and it's also bad faith. And it's like, mm-hmm. uh, listen, a fan has made this for you. There is something sacred about it. Yeah. Uh, but I was talking to sort of a a, a, a crew. In a crew context, uh, talking to a group of people, who, uh, w- which was made up of some were musicians, but some were touring crew people. And the crew people all agreed. They all said, I mean, the solution to that is that you, if you, if, if a fan has made something for you that spooks you, uh, which, which happens, hmm. they bring something to the show and they're like, I made this for you. And it's like, oh, that's a voodoo doll. Is it your hair? Or that's something that's not, that's not 100% cool. <laughs> Um, hey, wait a minute! This has a microphone in it. <laughs> what you can do, then uh, the, the, this was this was the crew speaking. They were like, "You gift it to a member of the crew, and then the crew can do whatever they want. Make with make it. a bong out of it, right?" So those items of of fan material that you get, where you're like, "Oh, oh, oh!" Like I just got a bunch of cookies that all look like me, except <laughs> they have big gingerbread penises on them, <laughs> and I don't want those. I don't know why somebody would make them. Where, where do you take the first bite? I usually bite the head off, but that yeah, would be really do super this? confusing. I don't want to keep them, but I don't want. I definitely don't want to just throw them away either. That seems like a Is really it perpendicular bad... to the proper cookie plane. Well, I'm not going to talk about them anymore. But if you yeah. give them to the crew, then the then you, what you have done is given a gift. Yes, which like releases you from the bond, mm-hmm. and then the crew, of course. Those people have no. They love free no, stuff. They have no morals of, at all. Most no. of them. And well, that the then the cookie the the penis cookies go away and everybody is fine. Um, you've you've distracted the crew for a while, which is not a bad idea. You've given the crew something to think about and given them a present <laughs> they can of some use kind. Their hands a little bit. You know, and if it shows up on eBay later, that's that's on them. That's not on you. Yeah. So anyway, it was that that's that's a little bit of like rock and roll science there. I don't, Do I don't not, wanna, cannot throw something away that, that I don't want to make it awkward, John. But you are a 
you strike me as a very light packer, and, and in the sense that you literally wear the same thing every day, and you have a very, I think, in my experience, you have a pretty, hey, did you, you, have you tried that bag I gave you? It's kind of lame, isn't it? No, 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 it's good. I just, uh, you, I, you I didn't give the strap. me the strap. No, we found the strap. We haven't given it to you. Next time you come, oh, we'll, we'll, right. we'll send you the strap. I I'll tell you strap. what, that's how, you, that's you how. throw me the cello, I throw you the strap. Oh. Is that a good deal? Is that cello? Well, was that cello thing? Were you fronting about that? Or are you going to send me a fucking cello? The, listen, the cello is worth more than the strap. I don't think I'm so. Saying. You try and travel with a cello, and you're going to have to, you're going to have to uh, check that. You, you would have to check this. You ever cello. pack a cello? You would not be able to pack it though, because it doesn't have a case. It's a, it's just a free, it's a free cello. It's I a, consider it, you an extremely honest man, so I would never want to take you to anything like a task on this. But mm-hmm. you're telling me that you actually sometimes take stuff with you that people have given you that's non perishable if somebody made you if you if somebody made you a little john out of hair like would you would you actually put that in your bag and then where would that go do you take that home with you are you being honest well yeah in fact what, back when i had a tour van we had a kind of uh i mean a lot a lot of a lot of bands with tour vans the dashboard ends up being kind of a shrine where yeah. all your old backstage passes and little shit that fans have given you it all gets you know death cap for cutie used to have a have a box of peeps up there uh, that it melted in the sun, and so uh, it was like a bunch of melted peeps on the like a Tinkerbell poster. A Tinkle Tinkerbell poster <laughs> did it. it did, did she did an entire tour sitting up on the on the dashboard of the van? Wait, no, time, I always meant to ask you: Was it rolled up the whole time? It was rolled up. Uh, it must have time, driven you nuts. No, no. Every time one of the, my bandmates would be like, "What is this thing? Can we get this off the dash?" I'd be like, "Get your hands off! <laughs> Don't touch it! Don't look at it!" And they'd be like, what it's is not, it? It's not there. There's no. What is it? And I'm like, don't you matter what it is. And I'll know if you looked at it. Yeah. My, my, this has happened with me, and it's I. I got two angles on this. There's the one angle of, oh my god, this is like the sweetest thing in the world that you've given me. Like sometimes people are really sweet about like I go into a talk and somebody gives me like a present for my daughter or something like that, and you know I feel. I, 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 if, if it was in town, I would I would absolutely bring it home. But the yeah. problem is, like, if you've got to travel, and, like, I'm already, I'm such a bad packer. I, like, I really, seriously, like, to quote, you know, Seinfeld, I'm like Diana Ross. I, have, I bring so much stuff I don't need. It's already packed. I'm late. I'm hungover. I understand, it, but what I'm telling you is you cannot just... Never do it. You cannot arbitrarily throw that stuff away. You never you consider just away. throwing it away in a garbage can they wouldn't see. No, you have to give it as a gift to somebody. Okay. You, have to, you have to break the spell. But, but yeah, we, uh, somebody made... Somebody, people used to make incredible stuff for us. I had a, a set of beads that said the long winters. Oh, that's so, that's so sweet. And do you put that somewhere in a collection at your home? I do have them somewhere. There, there's a, there's a, remember the old penguin shirt that we had? It was a, it was a little fat penguin on a, in a circle that, that said the long winters under mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Somebody made a stuffed penguin. <sighs> That's that so had- sweet. Now crafts, I like crafts. Very nice. It my was friend, very my crafts. friend, I think it was my friend Moxie. She gave me like a felt finger puppet, and the finger puppet had its own finger puppet, and uh, I love it. See, my that's a Robert loves- Goldwasser thing, right there. She does that's, things like that. Well, that's a, that's that would be typical of her. Hmm. She's she's but the best. If somebody, I should have had a cough button because I just made a little snort. I think you did. <clears throat> sorry, oh, I think you did a little with the follow up. <laughs> I think you might have just you might have just done. <laughs> I think you did the mucus double play. <laughs> Uh, Tinker to Evers to <laughs> gives you a finger puppet. Oh, it's and it was felt. It was very little. It was very little. Whole other dimension. Okay, can I can I ask you just a couple quick questions about this? And I, I don't mean this to turn into a, a lightning round. Right. Okay. So one that's easy to cross off is if it is food you like. If you, if it's food you like and it doesn't seem like there's anything weird in it, will you will you try it and maybe eat it? 
this is the thing. Uh, people give me food all the time. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of fans that I like very much who routinely give me food. You that cook is, cookies and cake and whatnot. Yeah, that is that is really well made stuff, and it's just delicious, and everybody loves it. You anticipate it. You come to town. You go. I'm going to get cookies and cake. Absolutely. We in nice. fact, uh, in fact, uh, there we have a friend in uh, San Francisco who always makes us black bottom. Uh, Brownies, okay. Black bottom cupcakes. That's okay. It's not ping pong, right. although she is an Asian person. Oh dear. So it's you do with it what you will. <laughs> I'm doing uh, it right now by saying nothing. And, I'm gonna uh, give food uh, a but, check. But there are other times, like uh, like one time I was uh, I was playing in uh, in Portland, and some Reed students, some students from Reed College, Ugh. came and get and had a bunch of cupcakes. Vegan. And we're like, we made you these cupcakes, and I was like, Reed. Is the type of place where people would put LSD in cupcakes and give them to a band, and, like, no, and no eggs. I feel like right, right, and no eggs. No, no animals were uh, were enslaved to make these LSD cupcakes. This is would... made from wheatgrass and hash. So I was. So I said to them from the stage, I was like, "You don't have. There are no LSDs in these cupcakes, are they, Oregon?" <laughs> and they they all were like, "Ha ha ha! No, no way!" Tee. Oh, like, that's that's mm-hmm. evil. I'm giving these to the crew. <laughs> and you know, and I've never met a crew person that wouldn't eat a vegan LSD cupcake. I but think they would eat an SM fifty seven. A lot of them would. Okay, so I'm gonna check I'm gonna check off food food comma okay food. Now what now I'm gonna can I, can I make Chocolate it a, cookies are always safe. Oh boy. I love it I love a cookie. And that must be nice for you. You know, I I, I don't do this as much anymore because you always say no. With the one exception of the time you were desperately ill and I brought you some cold medicine. I, I in the past I used to always ask, "Do you need anything?" You probably got deodarios and picks, but like, do you? Is there anything I can bring you that would bring you comfort? And you always say no because you're a gentleman. But you know, I, I, it must be you'd want to have that comfort when you arrive somewhere. And if you've got a cake waiting for you in a room, like you don't touch that alcohol. I think I drank like five of your beers, by the way. Uh, you're welcome to them. Yeah. I think Scott and I pretty much cleaned out your Aunt yeah. Jonathan's you guys, you, you guys did good. You made sure there was no brandy left. You no. made sure there was no... I'm writing uh, down Subway on a card here. I mean, you know, the last time I saw you, you we were standing on the street in front of a Subway, <laughs> and you were eating the last... In front of an open sewer. <laughs> in front of an open sewer, and you, you were eating the last of four Subway sandwiches that you ordered. <laughs> Uh-huh. And I went back. You remember I went, I went back for more? Because I thought No, people, you absolutely did. You were like, hey, this party's really going. I we thought were people were going to eat it. <laughs> people were like, God, it stinks. It smells like shit and piss in this on this sidewalk. And you're like, I'm going for more sandwiches. I thought you guys were going to have them with me. So well. I'm standing there like a dope with this plastic bag full of like crappy sandwiches at two in the morning. Anyway, yeah. um, so if I can just I want to make it a little okay, so subway, I can cross that off. Thank you. <clears throat> But and, and I don't smoke. But thank you for tooting that. I uh, uh, two more. Okay, how about this? So this is the one. This is the one I have a problem with. Mm. I struggle with this because everywhere you go, somebody's got a shirt, and and it's it's kind of and it's a it's a super nice thing. But like I personally, I, but they want they give you a shirt. Starting in two thousand, yeah, exactly. Starting in two thousand six. I, t- I turned a corner because I used to be a rock and roll shirt guy. Like I always wore a rock and roll shirt. And I mean, I had really, really, really good shirts. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, that like, you did. Mekons. I, uh, I might have had a that, uh, Egypt. Uh, I don't remember. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know what? You know what? Have you seen that? I had an I Heart Mekons shirt. I totally yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. It had a bacon stain on it. 
My pavement shirt, uh, the cool one, the green one, that had bacon stain on it. I had, a, I, had a, I had a dump truck those shirt. Your, those were your bacon years. Yeah, the bacon, bacon years. years. I, had a, I had a really cool dump truck shirt. I had a really cool replacement shirt. And you know what I said? I said, this is it. This is done. This is, this is silly. I'm at, at the time, I was like 50. And I said, I, I got to get rid of these. I got rid did of the shirts. Did you get rid of them? I did. I, I, no. I, well, I took photos of a lot of them. Like my Archer's of Low shirt, I knew I was going to miss that. It was really nice, like long sleeve when they made nice shirts, you know? You got and, rid of it. You didn't just put it in a. You didn't just put it in a box and put it in the attic. That's, you that's the point. The point of- is to stop putting things in boxes, John. That was the point of our purge, and I made a lot of tough decisions. I got rid of some nice bags. You know, you know what uh, what uh, what uh, what a good solution to that is. I've Qu- seen quilt, quilts and pillows. Yeah, quilts. All right, you, you're, you're 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 hip to this. That doesn't seem creepy at all to make a make a, a quilt out of your own shirts. Rock and roll band shirt. Where, quilt. Do, you, where do you put that though? You put it on your bed, like a gentleman. You put it on your bed and you pull it up under your chin when you're cold in the winter. I, you know what? I wish I could go back. The point is I turned a corner and I said, look, I need white shirts that don't have yellow pits. I need to buy new ones. I need to have I'm – a, I'm, I'm a man now. I can't yes. have all this stuff. I got rid of them. And the thing is when I did that and I made that difficult decision of getting rid of the dump truck shirt, which really was disgusting. It was from yeah, like yeah. 1988 and it was totally gross. Right. And I was still wearing it, you know, and I'm, you know, I got a family. And so – Excuse me. Um, I mean, God, were, I wish you, I had a belt button. You were pretty button. gross, pretty late into your thirties. I would. I, I don't think we're done. I don't think we're done with that trip yet. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, if I can, if I can eat that many sandwiches in front of an open sewer with you, <laughs> I, I got some things I need to yeah, think about. Yeah, they were BMTs too. They were and meatball BMTs, and meatball. And you were like, I, but you were getting extra monkey peppers on them or something. You were like, give me a double BMT with extra monkey I, peppers. I, I have, I have, a, I have a subway system that if you were not so snarky, I would share with you. Because Starbucks and Subway is all you can count on when you travel, and I will give you advice that you will not take. So I'm going to move on. The point I bought is, a subway sandwich at a subway in Bellingham, Washington, right before going into Canada. Did it and apologize? I had, I had it didn't because it was American, but I had explosive <laughs> poops. <laughs> Two days afterwards, and I banana, said, I'm "Banana never, peppers, banana I'm, peppers." Right? I'm not gonna, yeah, banana peppers. And I said, "I'm not gonna eat there anymore." And I didn't eat there for like eight years until standing on the street corner on on, on market in in uh, San Francisco. It was, it's it's a totally sketchy neighborhood. Four, and it's yeah but it was standing a, it was in a sewer with a lot and you were the only guy in that entire group that could even conceivably handle being punched by somebody i was also the only guy that wasn't like sw- swilling off of a brandy bottle in the in, on the side i have no recollection of any of that john i don't think that happened God. It was a it was a carnage. So the point is, like, I love people, and I yeah. love their companies, and I love their website. They're all good people, but like, I just when getting, they bring you a t shirt that getting says, a relatively inexpensive shirt with the logo of a company on it. Here's the yeah. problem. Now I got to carry that. Oh yeah, no. It, that, you know what? I feel like the exception to this is when somebody gives you swag from their from their company. You can put that immediately in the garbage. Okay. That is not fan. So art. if you get that a cheap, not- if you get a cheap pen or a paperweight or like a bottle opener, garbage, garbage. Okay, all right. Well, good. Now, see, you know what I'm saying? Now that that, that this is does not put a uh, anything like a lie to your system. It's, if, it's a fan, a shirt. if a fan has made something beautiful for you, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking. I'm talking about. And this is going to wait till I get to number three because number three is going to be. I really want to hear your advice on number three. All right. now, but but I, no. I feel like I feel like any kind of company swag. Like here's something that's been happening to me recently that is that is really really that is really frying my gears. I do not have enough oil. I do not have enough machine oil in the world to keep my gears running smoothly. And somebody comes up to me at a show and says, "Hi, I make." instruments i make uh effects pedals or i make 
guitars and I would like to make a guitar for you. Hmm. And I go, wow, that's amazing. Really? And they're like, yes, I make guitars and I'm a big fan of you and I want to make you a guitar. Hmm. And I go, wow, I would love for you to make me a guitar. And they go, great. Can I have your email address? And I'll, I'll contact you and we'll talk about it. And I'm like, that's fantastic. Here's my email address. And then the next day they send me an email that says, great, well, I'm going to start working on your guitar and let's talk about artist pricing. Oh, come on. And I'm like, artist pricing? Here is what you said. I'm going to make you a guitar. That means you are going to make me a guitar and give it to me. That does not mean that you are going to sell me a guitar. Yeah. That is not what uh, let me make you a guitar means. Yeah. And and that is a that is a, I think a much more common thing now where people are like I love you and I really want to make you something. Great. Get started. Okay, here's my price. This list. goes a straight straight into number 3 and if I could at the risk of of coining a neologism, that is not a gift, that is a grift. A grift. That is that is a grift because it feels like a gift, but it's yeah. actually a little bit scroogey. And so here's number three. Okay, so you say yes, probably maybe to food. That's a case-by-case basis. Depends sure. on a lot of factors. You know what? You have to look into the eyes of someone who's giving you food. Oh, you can see. You can see the, the, the pools of concern. It's like it's like the, the way the Israelis handle airport security. Hmm. They like don't the, make the, every the old lady take her shoes off. Right. They just stand out in front of the airport and they look everybody in the eye as they're walking in. I'll bet you get good at that. You get really good at it. And the thing is, if you're going to blow up a plane and you're walking into an airport and some, uh, some like young army guy looks you in the eye, mm-hmm. you give it all away. I don't care wh- how much of a sociopath you are. You give it all away. You can't, you're not going to look some guy in the eye and be like, well, do, 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 do. Right. No bomb here. Because the thing is, like no eye contact, that can be sketchy. Way right. too much eye contact, you've been practicing. That's right. These guys, are, these guys are trained to pull you aside and say, you know whose shoes we're going to take off? Your shoes. And you know whose shoes we're not going to take off? The little old lady who doesn't need... You know, we missed, a, we, we missed a fucking flight on this last tour because the TSA in goddamn Minneapolis doesn't... Seriously, could not solve a simple Sudoku. <laughs> this TSA... A lot of could, our Methodists, so... This, this TSA could not figure out how to get the other toilet paper roll in one of those double toilet paper roll systems in a public bathroom... <laughs> They could not figure how to get that other toilet paper roll over when the first toilet paper roll runs That's out. That's a terrible they, sign. That's a they terrible sign. They are the sign. stupidest t- TSA that I have ever seen, and Ugh. they literally actually said to us when we complained, we're not in the customer service business. Oh, boy. Wrong thing to say. And I swear to God, I, it, it took everything in my power, and the only reason I did not give a long lecture the only reason i did not stand up on the conveyor belt and give a long lecture is because i knew i would be pulled down and put into a jail that's the only would you be would you be walking in place i would be walking in place until they turned it off i'd be standing there walking in place saying people of america but I knew I would be put into a jail, and so I kept my mouth shut. And and you, then, but you'd also inconvenience everybody, right? You'd inconvenience everybody else on the tour because now they got to bail you out. It could not have been more inconvenienced than we were inconvenienced by this incompetent TSA who are fighting the last war. But any, and anyway, in any case, it was the only time in my whole life this has happened where I got to the gate and they had closed the gate five minutes before because we spent an hour at TSA. Did you even well, try? You didn't try a dive at all? Oh, I mean, I told the woman at the gate, I was like, you know, my dad. My dad would have this that plane back here. And she was like, yeah, a lot of things have changed since the 70s. 
And I was like, no, I'm serious. If my dad was alive, you would open this. You would be opening this for me. That is the most flaccid satisfaction demand I've ever heard. I could just see him going, you know what, Corduroy, go sit down. Yeah. No, they were, I mean, we were all laughing. She was like, yeah, I mean, in the old days, they would have brought it back and they probably would have given you guys free drinks. No, but everything's, everything's changed. Everything's changed and the plane is gone. And she's like, she points out the window and she's like, see that? The plane's still here. It's still connected to the building. But and this I'm not door, gonna open the door. This door is shut and it is shut. Ask and me you, again. <laughs> <laughs> say all the things in the world you want to say, but this door could not be more shut. There are none more shut. <laughs> you want to borrow the phone and call your dad? <laughs> And I was like, Daddy. I, was, I was pacing back and forth. I was thinking maybe I should go back to TSA and give that speech. In any case, I should go back through. My and, father shot, shot a Japanese Zero out of the sky with a forty-five. he wasn't supposed to have. Through the window of his goddamn airplane. The plane was moving. And you people... God, is it a training day? <laughs> Bits of Subway sandwich falling from your beard. But this is the thing about taking food from people okay. at a rock concert. You look, look, at, look at them, them in the eyes. You look them like you look. You give them Israeli eyes. You look at them like a like a member of the Israeli airport commandos. You give them Israeli eyes. Thank <laughs> you, you. Thank you. And for you that. say you say, are you carrying a bomb? Do your cupcakes have LSD? And you and uh, nine times out of ten, ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time, you're going to get you're going to get all you know, all you need to know through their eyes. Well, this is probably covered in. First of all, this is a fantastic tip for like a million things. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I'm guessing this is probably covered in your special forces book. I think this is part of interrogation. Uh, I I think this is part of uh, you know those phony baloney lie detector tests. I think the problem is you mix it up, right? You ask them a question like, "Are you okay? Look at me." Are you at a long winter show right now? Yes. Yes. Are you, uh, did you make your own clothes? Yes. Is there, is there LSD is, in my cupcakes? Is there LSD in the cupcakes? No. No. Is your mother's okay. name Sally? Right. You uh, got to you, you you mix it up and you keep them off for guard. a long time before you said no. Exactly. You yeah. took too long. You took too long. I'm not touching the cakes. And right. I'll bet you that's what the Israeli guys do. Here's the problem also with this nonsense you're talking about. And, the, you know, it, it, I hate talking about travel, except I, I hate it so much. Yeah. And the TSA thing, it's just, it's just the worst because, first of all, a lot of these folks, you know, they're not actually like police officers, right? You understand that they're, they're, they're basically like bank tellers with fake uniforms. Are you asking me? Because, yes, I do know. Okay. All right. These people, these people could not get jobs at a mall. Not, not at all. And you mean like not not you're not saying just as security guards. You're saying they couldn't be at the info booth. They couldn't be at the Orange right. Julius. They, they coun't be at they, the they could Annie's pretzels. Be, Annie's they pretzels. couldn't be at the bead store. Hmm. The thing here's the here's the problem. Okay. Here's the thing. This is this is the thing that pisses me off. The Central Intelligence Agency will not hire you if you <laughs> have smoked marijuana or said a bad thing on the internet about America. Or done anything other than be a total straight arrow all the way through school and go to Yale and be like a complete ramrod up your rectum. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you're going to get a that job. That makes sense merely on the surface. Only on the surface does it make sense. You're it makes so right. much less sense in the day-to-day affairs of a CIA agent. That is Correct. such a terrible idea. Correct. If you are a CIA That's good for, agent. That might be good for a minister. That's terrible for somebody who has to think like one of the folks they're trying to defeat. If you are in the field, there is, there is probably no better CIA agent than a guy who smoked a bunch of weed and has uh, periodically trafficked in uh, like rare tortoises. 
and you know, like, and was maybe a white slave trader for a while. Like, these are the guys. But he quit. He quit. He quit because his love of America compelled him to go to work. I like the idea that he's still a little bit of a wild card. I, you know, I'm in no position to run the CIA and I don't want to pander, but if it were me and I were looking at some resumes or not resumes, maybe I'm looking at something that's been written on a garbage can lid that ends up being much more effective. This person says, you know what? I used to have a crippling problem with alcohol and drugs. I have made a lot of people's life hell. And I'm not afraid to blow something up if I'm in the right mood. You know what you I, do? I say, I, I say, fill out some forms. You're welcome. Fill out some forms. Welcome. Hello. You let's, don't let's exist. Get, we will disavow knowledge of you, but we need you, garbage yes. boy. How many people have you killed with scissors? <laughs> that, is the, that is a question that I, I, I think should be on this. Yeah, well, because, you know, here's the thing. It's like David Allen says, right? The worst time to train for getting jumped in an alley is when you're getting jumped in an alley. Yes. If you've killed a lot of people with scissors, you get the confidence to start killing people with children's scissors. Once you kill people with children's scissors, you move to... Ma- yeah, precisely, precisely. Left-handed the, safety scissors. Oh, those are hard. You, the paper gets all screwed up. And then how about this? You move to mechanical pencils, and then you move to your fucking pinky. Pinky you know in what? the eyeball. No Fuck fear. mechanical pencils. You don't like them at all. No. I, I, I have these ones I really like a lot. They're called uh, golden bears. They're really no, nice. Know, but yeah, there's that part of you that's like Japanese. No, there's that part of you. That's your problem. No, I'm that's so not Japanese. You're Japanese. You're, there's a little bit of you that's Japanese. Your that problem I is you are, you are deeply French in a way that you have never accepted. That's not true at all. Third problem. The, the only part of me that's French is that when I invade France, yeah. I get a little bit of it on me. And you give it some tongue. I do. Third level grift. Yo, what's the third level of grift? Okay. And I have a, a frenemy who does this. Oh. Is, it, is it your nemesis? No, he doesn't deserve to be nemesis. my nemesis. Nobody does. There, I have not yet met the person who deserves to be my nemesis. The problem is really? being a nemesis. Oh, you kidding me? Being right. a nemesis must be earned because I'm. I'm, just, I'm trying to think of what an evil Merlin man would look like. I guess pr- pretty much like me with glasses. Um, you wear glasses sometimes. No, my sister in law threw them away. Those beautiful, beautiful glasses you gave me. Uh, I never told you about this. Yeah, well, well you no, I'm, I'm trying to blot it out, John. I, I, you should see the shit I'm wearing now. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's not some Warby Parker horse crap, is it? Here's the thing. The guy who gives you the gift yeah. of his chapbook. What's a chapbook? It's a self-published book of his poems or essays. Oh. Happy fucking birthday. <laughs> Okay, so I, I know a guy, and this is this is my hand, my hand, my hand to God. He came to to an event. It might have been like a housewarming. It was the flimsiest, it was the flimsiest grift I've ever seen. Because he shows up, and uh, if I just to, to define this friend of me in, in one word, it would be squee. So he he squeezes his way over, and he ha- he hands me a hastily wrapped gift, and goes, I, "I hope you enjoy this." And and it's a a signed copy of his perfect bound, like at Kinko's uh, book of things that he's written. There's a lot, there's a lot of white space. And of course it's a little bit, you know, the the typefaces are a little off the skew because he basically Xeroxed it. Oh my God, thank you so much. This is so nice. And of course, just, just to be clear here, he also in his large coat brought three or four extra copies in case anybody wanted to buy one. Oh, that's thoughtful. This is only 10 bucks for you. Right. Okay. So let me ask you this. He gave you that copy signed for free. And like, I mean, what do you say? I mean, like, I mean, a man like you, you enjoy a present, right? Mm-hmm. You, you mm-hmm. sounds to me like you're very gracious about receiving a present, you mm-hmm. know, a true gift. 
Right. But in that instance, the reason I ask you here for the third level grift, you you're out of show. You got stuff. You're already carrying. Your, you got a wicker basket. You got some. Uh, you got some uh, psychedelic cupcakes. You might have a hair doll that looks like you. You got some penis cookies, and then some squee guy comes backstage and hands you the gift of his chapbook. Signed or not signed, do you keep it? Or put differently, I'm sorry, I don't want to. I don't want to be binary. What do you do with the chapbook? What do you say to Squee Boy? Well, this falls, I think, into the same category, and 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 I and I hate to be revealing, I hate to be revealing too much, but mm. the the same category. We'll cut this out if we need to. Of the of the person who comes and get, and gives you their CD, and I and I know, oh, yeah. I absolutely know, on the other side of the line, what that feels like, like. God, I made this record. I really, really, really want John Roderick to hear it, or I really want Merlin Mann to to read my book because I really, really admire him, and I made this thing, and I'm very proud of it, and I really want to give it. That's such a different thing from acting like it's a present for your birthday. Well, don't you I, think? I think the intentionality is important. I know you're not a Buddhist, but I think that's very important. I, I in the end, it is. It's a kind of uh, to give. To give a CD to a guy at, at the merch table, and to give you a, a hastily wrapped present of his po- book of poems at your birthday party, I don't think is different hmm. because the CD and the book are going to end up in the same place, mm-hmm. which is like basically left in the dressing room when the band. Uh, I, I have a solution to this that is extremely simple and extremely candid and extremely good for everybody. And may I share it with you? Yes, please do. You know what? I am so overpacked right now. There's no way that I could pack this. Could you do me a favor? I'm going to give you my email address. Please send me a link to an MP3 yeah. of your favorite song you've done. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Cause you're not, it's, it's the thing is the CD is but the problem. Do you, do you listen to that link? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But then the problem is you get yourself into here's the other thing. So so with the book part, and I would never say this to birthday boy, but but you know, if somebody says, you know, and <clears throat> I do this with lots of stuff because people I mean, you know, whatever, I'm I'm grateful that people are, are, are I'm really grateful that people are interested in me knowing about what they do. And a lot of times I end up loving it and <clears throat> following their work. But yeah. but here's what I do. If somebody goes, check out my blog, and to me that's like going absorb my oeuvre. Like to, so, like what I always say is, could you do me a favor? And this goes for people who suggest a comic book. It goes for people who who uh, who like some kind of a comedian. I'll say, could you do me a favor and email me uh, your favorite thing you've ever written? Yeah. So I know you want me to watch, uh, you know, watch this whole five hour special by by Sloppy Joe Reese or whatever. But could yeah. you send me a, like a YouTube video of your favorite bit? And and the thing is, here's the thing, and this is this is this goes straight to the the stuff that I, I care a lot about with the things that aren't this show, which is that like if you want me to actually do that, do you really imagine that I'm gonna like like treasure this chapbook? No, that's totally lame. That's all about you. If you really want me to enjoy this, like why don't you send me something that's an easy inroad to loving you, rather than foisting that on me and then making me feel bad that like now I have to pack a CD. I mean, how many CDs can you pack? I really like that idea. I, you know, and I think that and it's that honest. Is, like, I will read that. I, I will actually read that, and I will actually listen to that honestly. If you give me a what, what, CD, oh, can you give me a CD player too? I'll just top, pop that in my bag. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it I in mean, here. I'll put it in here with my my reel to reel of you know craft work uh, covers that somebody gave me. People have been asking me, uh, you know, for for now decades, mm-hmm. like how I discover new music, and. I discover new music the way anybody does. I either I either am at a show and I see a band that I that surprises me, 
or uh, somebody that I like or trust says, you should listen to this. Right. And I have never discovered new music because somebody that I didn't know came up to me at my own merch table and handed me a CD. And, and I, I um, agree with you. I, just to be clear, I don't want to sound like a dick here. I totally no, I get why you would do that. Idea. I have done that. I have foisted my music on you. I've foisted stuff I, on I, a lot I, of I people. I know why you would do it too, but it doesn't work. Yeah. But this idea of saying, send me, the, send me one thing that you are the proudest of mm-hmm. is it does it ab- it absolutely that I, I think that is a workable solution Merlin man and I think that we should all as a group of people as a community of like-minded individuals we should all adopt that policy here forthwith send, send me your best thing send me one thing mm-hmm. your best thing do not make it a five your best thing cannot be a 5,000 word document yeah it is it should be a thing that I can digest in three minutes and if it is great then that include where I can find, you know, where I can follow up. Right. But one thing, one thing. Yeah. That's a, that's not, that's not a bad and idea. And if it's, if it's a hair doll, you know, just give them your home address. If it's a hair doll, they can mail it to you. Bring right, it to right, the or show. Deliver, deliver no, no, right no, to your no. house. If somebody's going to give you a doll made of hair. <laughs> that looks thing. like you. Here's that looks like you with a giant of hair. Penis. <laughs> if they are going to bring you a doll of hair that they've collected from your hair over the years. <laughs> Clippings or tears? Make room in your suitcase. Ah, get that thing. God damn it, John! I wish I could believe this. I, I I don't believe this. I think next time I see you, you know what? I was about to say I want to search your bag, but that's about the last thing in the world that I want to do. I, but okay, all right, fine. And so if I come to your home, and I will be coming to your home soon for the thing we're doing, yes, which we should talk about on the show when it's time. All right. Um, I, you're telling me I will find I will find hair dolls and and and, and penis cakes at your house. I'm looking around the room where I sit. Mm-hmm. You got hats. You got banjos. Got a lot of old military uniforms. Handguns. Um, night goggles. Globes. So many globes. Uh, oh, you got globes! I totally want to get my daughter a globe. I got a globe for her. If you don't, I'll, if you don't send the cello, could I get one of your less costly globes? I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. You, you think the globes are less costly, but in fact, all my globes are vintage globes. But I have one for your daughter. Are all globes vintage at this point? Do people? Is there, are there globiers anymore? Do people make globes? <laughs> People do make globes, but new globes are gross. Unless you spend a lot. And of And they money. got all those new borders that just don't fucking make any sense anymore. All these, yeah. all these, all these namby pamby new borders we've got. I would yeah, like, I, I would I like a pre World War One. Oh all, all the offensive, oh, all the offensive names. I would love it. You know, I, I'm, I'm torn on this because you got your different projections. People have strong. Fine. Do you have a strong feeling about projections? Do I have a strong feeling about projections? Do you mind is a mer- your question? Do you mind a Mercator projection? Do you that have a is your question. Do I have a strong feeling about projections? Can I, can, I, can I have just one opportunity to reframe the question for you? Go ahead. First of all, I'd like to apologize. I hope you're satisfied with my apology. Okay. Um, do you have I'm pref- taking it under advisement. Um, could you, would you mind sharing with me your, your, your preference in, in globe projections? <clears throat> well, maps all, too. Maps. I mean, like you got a wall map. First of all, you are talking about maps because globes do not have different projections. Now, is that true? Are they always globular? Well, yes. The, the problem with a projection is that... There's got to be distortion. Well, you're trying to put a, a, a round thing onto a flat surface, right? Uh, that is the problem with a projection. Mm-hmm. Like you're, trying to, you're trying to make the Earth um, be a flat But isn't that accurate that no, no matter what... You, you, you're basically choosing which kind of distortion you can live with. Right. And the thing about a globe is that, I mean, there are, there are globes that are, like, less geographically That's not true accurate. of globes at all? But, the, but it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a problem of projection. It's a so problem. Antarctica is always the same size on a globe, like mile for mile? Yes. Okay. If it's, I mean, if it, if it is, a, if it's a, 
re- uh, geographically accurate globe, but it isn't. It isn't That's like oh, An- yeah. Antarctica has been made to look bigger to in order to make North America look yeah. bigger. That's racist. Not, yeah, that is racist. But there are, you know, there are a lot of projections that I that I hate. Like, you could, could you think of one that, that that particularly sticks in your craw? Well, the most common one, the Mercator. Projection. You don't like the Mercator. Now, could you give me just a couple bullets on, on? I know a lot of people have a problem with the Mercator projection. And I don't know much about it. This is the one where it splits it into like it looks a little bit like somebody took out, like made an orange with like four pieces, right? It's got it's you know what I mean, like a shape of an orange slice. It kind of looks like that. No, the Mercator projection is the one where they have they have not made a. Oh, orange they don't slice. even bother with the orange. It's just slice. a big flat. Oh, it's just fuck a big flat that. thing. Where Greenland is bigger than South America, Ugh. that is the that is the Mercator projection. Where that's the one where Alaska looks like a huge face on the top of uh, of like this tiny shrinking little North America. Is that an inaccurate face? Alaska does look like a face, hmm. but it should Alaska should be in its Alaska should have its nice little area. I mean, I like the I like an Eckert projection. Eckert. Um, I mean, if you're gonna have a if you're gonna have it on a flat thing and not have it all exploded like an orange peel, mm-hmm. but I, I you know I like I like a lot of I like those projections where where uh, it uh, it makes uh, where where the Earth is upside down and you look at. Uh, no, I was gonna uh, ask Australia you, do you have, do you have any of those? Because I think that 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 uh, you know it gets your mind thinking a little differently when you see the upside down. Well, you can uh, you can approximate it by taking a map and turning it upside down. Okay, so you literally, hmm, okay, and you can do that with any map. You can turn any map upside down. You sure about that? I'm going to say right now, I'm going to go on record okay. and say any map you can turn upside down. Could you get it on something like a, like a, like a uh, what would that be, like a Lazy Susan? No offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, I like, I like her a lot. I like her a lot. I don't, I don't know, know if she's nice lazy. Well, yeah, she's terrific. She's a little lazy. You think she's lazy? Uh, I, mean, I, don't, I, don't under, I don't understand her Twitter. Do you understand her Twitter? I don't. Okay. In fact, I don't follow it. Can you believe that? Um, Bad bad but i don't not at all you, you, you look in sometimes uh, uh, yeah i peek in okay you know i have i you know what i can't get into it um but if you had a lazy susan on your wall a, a vertical lazy susan it seems to me then that way you get the best of both worlds so to speak you get the upside down world of of a a, a new view of the earth and then you can always flip it around to make sure you're reading romania correctly or can right. you, or or can you, you can, read upside down you can post i can okay. yes you can post a uh you can post a a map on a ceiling above your bed and then flip it around so that your feet are on your pillow and your head is at the foot of the bed and you're now you're looking and at then it. all you're doing is sleeping a little different that's pretty good yeah well that it works except i like a little space between the mattress and the footboard mm-hmm. and uh if you flip it around then that's yeah. like and, and you gotta move you gotta move your, your uh, gotta move your shannon tweed uh centerfold did you ever mm. put porno on the ceiling Rawr. no that's not my style either Oh, I did. I did not ever have a of a uh, have a picture of a girl in a bikini uh, lounging on the hood of a Lamborghini. I never said she had a bikini. <laughs> <laughs> you know the one porno e thing I ever hung on my wall was uh, in the very early days. Tinkerbell notwithstanding. Tinkerbell notwithstanding. And actually, I do have a picture of a naked girl on my wall right now. But she is burnt. She is. A, it's a. It's a Playboy poster that has been shellacked to a piece of wood and then the <laughs> edges of the wood have been burned <laughs> is it is shiny stand- is it shiny it's very shiny and she's she's standing in a wheat field and she's taking off her shirt and she's wearing white that's, 
<laughs> that's Andy. got that's got to somehow hook up with somebody's like three of somebody's very special things. This is it's an amazing piece, and it is it's almost life size. This girl is, and it's practical. This girl is f- four feet tall. All, you, all you need is uh, like a squeegee in a couple seconds, and you're good to go. Well, I could also put legs on it and make it a coffee table. I mean, <laughs> Okay. Is that good? <laughs> Can we stop there? <laughs>